Dad, I'm broke. Hey, broke. I'm Dad. Dad. Okay, don't you have cash saved up from babysitting? No, I spent it. I want my own bank account from S&T Bank. They offer free ATMs, Zelle, and an annual scholarship. Plus, when I open a Smart Start checking account, I get $100. See? I'm responsible. Hey, responsible. I'm Dad. Visit stbank.com slash smartstart for details. Bonus available July 1st through September 30th, 2022. Opening deposit balance of $50 required. Member FDIC. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Here we go. It's that time again. Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester, streaming at WMNHradio.org. And, of course, you can also go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, et cetera, et cetera. Hello to our friends at Raw Talk Online. And uh, today is Wednesday, July 28, 2021. Uh, If you're just... uh, if you were just now tuning in and wondering why I was playing some old ZZ Top, uh, today uh, marks the uh, the death of Dusty Hill at age 72, bass player for ZZ Top. I don't know if they've released a uh, cause of death yet, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a terrible loss. I'm, I'm pretty bummed about it. So I'll, I'll probably play uh, at the top of the hour when we take our break. I'll probably play a couple more uh, ZZ Top songs, trying to play, play ones where uh, he contributed some lead vocals. But uh, definitely one of my favorite bands growing up, hugely influential. And uh, the old stuff is, you know, I mean, they had their their commercial peak in the early to mid-1980s. But some of their really early stuff and their later stuff when they, you know, had already made all their money and didn't need to be so commercial anymore. Their later stuff, too, sounds a lot like their early stuff. Um, and, uh, just, just fantastic. I mean, you know, yeah, the stuff you'll hear on the classic rock stations, all the big hits, you know, like legs and sharp dressed man and all that. I mean, those are all great songs, but, um, but if you, uh, are only a casual ZZ top fan and you've never heard, like I said, you know, there, there's, there's really, uh, you've got the early period and then you've got their commercial, the hugely uh, successful commercial period from, I don't know, what would you say, 82 to 87 maybe, or 81 to 86. You know, there there was a period of time where MTV had a lot to do with it, right? You know, you would turn on, uh, you youngins don't know what I'm talking about, but you would turn on MTV and, and you could not not see a ZZ Top video. And they were absolutely massive, like I'd say one of the top five bands in the world uh, through that period. And then they, um, you know, big, big albums like Eliminator and Afterburner and, um, anyway, and then 
you know, they kind of, by the time they got into the 90s, like I said, they had already made this money, you know, done the, the big sellout arena tours and whatnot. So without that pressure, and they would talk about it in interviews. I remember reading many an interview with uh, Billy Gibbons and Dusty Hill. I don't think Frank Beard, the drummer ever, uh, was as uh, engaged with uh, with the media. But uh, but they would talk about it in interviews. They were like, you know, we're, we kind of have reverted back to our original sound, which is grittier and uh, less commercial because you know we're 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 all we're we're rich and famous now. We don't need to we don't need to worry about what the record company wants us to do. So some of their their uh, some of what they did in the '90s and into the uh, 2000s, uh, like I said, it, it sounded more like their early material before they got really huge and just just fantastic stuff. So if you are only a casual ZZ Top fan and you just you know you really like the tunes that you hear on the classic rock stations. Um, and I'm sure all the classic rock stations are playing ZZ Top today, as they do every day. But, you know, uh, the hits are great, but there's a lot of... And they, they put out a lot of albums, very prolific. There's a ton of really good material that you may not have heard yet. So uh, I would recommend to anybody, if you're interested, uh, today is an appropriate day to do it. Go back and, uh, and, and take a listen. But anyway, so a little bit of a, a sad note. Like I said, the news uh, broke as, as I was pulling into the parking garage here, that's when I saw the uh, notification, the breaking news of the, the passing of Dusty Hill. So, all right. Well, onward and upward we go. Uh, I do want to remind you, of course, Matt Connerton Unleashed is proudly sponsored by the Hopknot in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street. And they are open today. Uh, the reason I uh, emphasize that is uh, Mike Sutterth was here with us yesterday and, you know, he does his weekly Tweakonomics segment in the second half of the show at the 5 o'clock hour every Tuesday, uh, which we really enjoy. I think yesterday was week five or week six of that, and um, people are really loving it, getting a lot of great uh, feedback on it. I really enjoy it, and I know Mike really likes it, but likes coming in and doing it. But Mike did say uh, yesterday that the Hop Knot was going to be closed today for some reason, maybe maintenance or something. He wasn't sure why, and they would reopen tomorrow. But it turns out he was wrong. Uh, something changed, I guess. Maybe they got uh, whatever fixed. The fixed, I don't know. But when I was, uh, I parked the car and I was coming around the corner to come the, to the building, and I saw that they were open. So, so the Hop Knot is open today. Uh, they're open Wednesday through Sunday, and uh, they have delicious gourmet pretzels. It is a wonderful place. Please continue to support them, and we're very honored and privileged to have them as a sponsor. But we've got our first call of the show today. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, it's Gary. Hey, Gary. How you doing, my friend? What a day. What a day, man. That was one of my favorite groups. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite groups. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, Those uh, guys are so cool. Yeah. I knew that, uh, I knew that Dusty Hill was sick with something but i wasn't sure what just because i happened to see a recent uh youtube clip of zz top doing something uh live performance wise without him but uh but yeah 72 um and i don't know i haven't seen what the cause of death was have you um they he was he wasn't he he had something to do with cancer last time i heard he was was dealing with some sort of cancer but they wouldn't say Mm. they wouldn't say you know right out yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean... Because, um, yeah, last time I saw Billy Gibbons and heard him, uh, he said that uh, he was dealing with something he did, they didn't want to say. You know? Oh, okay. Okay. 
Yeah, I hadn't heard that about about uh, cancer, but you know. Oh yeah, good times. Good times with that stuff, man. Let's see. They don't. They don't have groups like that anymore. I'm looking to see if there's some sort of update, but uh, it says he. It says here. He died in his sleep. Uh, that's all we know. He had recently uh, suffered a hip injury, but yeah, does it? Okay, I didn't realize this. Yeah, he died in his sleep after pulling out of tour. So they were actually set to go on tour, and he pulled out yeah. for some reason. So I'm sure as the day uh, goes on, we'll learn. We'll learn more. But yeah, I was pretty bummed. Like I said, I I saw the news pop up on my phone. Just as I was getting out of my car. Yeah, they do. Um, rumor has it they were coming up around here, not you know, not to New Hampshire, but yeah. Well, they um, yeah, they would tour most summers. You know, they were kind of at that stage of their career where it was you know a summertime thing. They would go around and and yeah. uh, and hit I the saw big cities. Billy and... Gibbons on uh, the uh, Pawn Stars. Oh, really? Because <laughs> somebody had his jacket from yeah. uh, one of their. Uh, one of their concerts because he used to wear those flamboyant jackets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and his nudie—he has his nudie boots, you know, the big boots. Yeah, and he went into the pawn, uh, the pawn shop, and the girl, you know, she said, "I had the jacket." My dad gave it to him. And he goes, "Well, is it original?" And she wanted like about twenty thousand for it. Wow! So he op uh, he opened up the jacket, and it's got his name in it and where he got it done, right? Yeah. So he said to the girl, "He says, I'll give you the twenty thousand." <laughs> no kidding! Wow. Yeah, Billy Gibbons is amazing too. I'll, that'll wow. be that'll be a tough. One and I used to love the guitars. Yeah, when they used to flip the guitars around, yeah. they hooked that up on their belts and they <laughs> flipped them around. Yeah, I seem to remember uh, first uh, seeing that when I was a kid in one of the videos. I, I don't remember yeah, if it was. Uh, they had the um, might have been legs. They had the pink, uh, the pink, um, the oh. pink fur ones. Yes. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that yeah. was uh that was about as glam as they ever got uh in the eighties. But that yeah. was kind of a nod. The, the drummer to the, glam. the drummer was like just way out there. Mm -hmm. But uh Billy and Dusty were always, you know, really good with, with stuff. So when I first became a fan as a kid, I kinda thought it was fun that the drummer's name was Frank Beard and he was the one without the beard. I always thought that was kinda cool. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. It just was funny to me. I, but, I love uh, the beards, though. The yeah. beards were the cool thing. I couldn't do it. I, I can't imagine having a beard like that. Yeah. I, I, every place I work, I couldn't grow my beard like that. So yeah. I had to keep my beard trimmed down. Yeah, you got to so, cotton yeah. something, right? <laughs> but yeah, I wear the shades. Before I wore glasses, I wore the shades and yeah. looking cool. Yeah. yeah. Wore my cowboy boots, you know, because <laughs> they were from Texas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh uh, yeah, Tejas. But, uh, yeah, I just I just wanted to cheer you up with, uh, you know, Matt. We're you know we're 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 family, you know. So I had to cheer up my brother, saying, "Hey, you know, we love the same music." So you know, he's uh, had to cheer you up and know that I'm a fan. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate the call, Gary, and uh, so, you know, it's uh, just it's a, yeah, just a cheerful call and. Uh, you know, rest in peace, Dusty. Man, you were, you were great. So, absolutely. And absolutely. Nope that that uh, sums it up very well. All right, Gary. Well, thank you so much for the All call, right, my friend. Thank you for the call, my friend. Take care. All right. And uh, yeah, you know, just 
keep on rocking with the good stuff. Absolutely. Don't need, we don't need the we don't need the, to see the uh, the Illuminator car. <laughs> we need to see the old stuff. Hear the old stuff. That's right. Agreed. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Give my love to Jenny. Oh, you you got it. Okay. We'll do. All love right. you. All right, Gary. You too, man. Bye-bye. Love you, man. Bye bye. All right. Uh, very nice call from our friend Gary. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably. Uh, I imagine this will be uh, coming up in in conversation a few times today. Yeah, they did uh, d- during the eighties too. During that very commercially successful period that ZZ Top had. They did. They did introduce a few elements, like in their videos, like like Gary was talking about, where it was sort of, you know, it was the glam era. ZZ Top was never going to be glam, but they kind of nodded at it a little bit. Yeah, it was uh, a sign of the times. If if you ever go back and watch on, you know, you can pull them up on YouTube easily. Of course, any of the the videos, the ZZ Top videos from that period, you'll you'll understand what I mean. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, it's Polly. Polly C from Retro Spectrum Radio with Polly C. How are you? Good, good. Did somebody from ZZ Top die? Yes, Dusty Hill has passed away at age 72. I'm sorry, who? Dusty Hill, the bass player. Oh, that's too bad. How did he die? Uh, we don't know. I uh, Perhaps uh, some details will trickle out as the day goes on. Uh, all, all I've been able to, uh, see so far is that he passed away in his sleep. And I know that he had a recent, some sort of recent health issue because ZZ Top was supposed to go on tour and Dusty Hill pulled out. So, uh, did you ever see them live? No, you know, I never did. I never did. Did you? I gotta tell you, I saw them live. It was probably one of the best concerts I'd ever seen in my life. And it was the Eliminator tour. That album might've had a few poppy commercial hits on it, but the, Deep album cuts on that <laughs> album were classic ZZ Top. Um, I encourage people to go listen to that, especially now since Dusty died. But when I went to go see them live at the Worcester Centrum during the Eliminator tour, mm-hmm. it was great because, you know, it was your traditional people filing into the place with the uh, house lights on and everything. And mm-hmm. um, the concert started 10 minutes early in, when people weren't ready for it. And and the way it started was the house lights just shut off and the place was completely black. You couldn't see two inches in front of you. Yeah. And then it started grumbling in there. And uh, the whole room started shaking and vibrating. So you knew the concert was just about to start. So you're looking at the stage and lights um, come up very slowly on the stage from dimming to from nothing uh, to going bright. And what you see on the stage is what looks like a giant tarp covering the entire stage, including their um, instruments. Yeah. And uh, behind that, all of a sudden, this giant face came. uh, They were lowering it down behind the stage. So it was in the foreground of the stage or the background of the stage. And it was this gigantic face. And this is happening. It's lowering down behind the stage as the place is grumbling louder and louder and louder, getting people really excited. And then all of a sudden, the thing stops. There's a spotlight that goes on the uh, face. And you hear this enormous inhaling noise, like somebody inhaling lines, you know? Uh, yeah. And when you hear that yeah. noise, the tarp sucks up inside the, uh, the giant face's nose, and the band is underneath the tarp playing a song. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. 
that's how it started, man. It was unbelievable. I think the the first song was a song called Under Pressure. Oh, um, great song. It, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was a great concert. That whole album, Eliminator, you know, as you and Gary, I think, were mentioning, uh, mm-hmm. that album was a little commercialized, but well, I it played, was a great uh, album. I uh, Yeah, well, th- I mean, the hits were, but there's there's some stuff on there that's not so commercial. In fact, I played a couple songs to open. And one of them I played was Bad Girl, which is from Eliminator, which is, yeah, you know, one of the less commercial tracks on it. Because I'm, I'm going to play, I played that and I played, I uh, uh, can't remember what the other one I played was now. But, uh, you know, if, I, I'm going to play a couple more when I take the break at the top of the hour. But, of course, as is tradition when someone passes away and I want to play something on the show, I try to play stuff you're not going to hear on uh, any of the classic rock stations, <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm not gonna right, like, yeah. I'm, like I'm not gonna play Lagrange. I'm not gonna play uh, Legs or uh, Sharp Dressed Man or any of that because you can hear those anywhere, you know. So what's the point? I want to play some. Yeah, right. You know, I as, I would uh, I would like know. to make a request if I could. Sure. Uh, Blue Jean Blues. Ah, yes, that's a good choice. I will play that. I'll, awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll be listening. I'll play that at the top of the hour. You got it. That's a that's an excellent uh, choice. <laughs> uh, and that's on the Eliminator album as well. Yes. That's good yeah. stuff. Okay. Yep. Well, rest in peace to Dusty. ZZ Top's one of my favorite bands ever. It's kind Absolutely. of a shock when I just heard you guys talking about that. So yeah. we'll uh, have to do something uh, for the Retro Spectrum show, too, you and me. All yep. right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Matt. All right, Paul. Thank you. Take care. All right. That was our friend, Paulie C., and uh, that is a great request. I will play that. I was thinking about playing that and uh, Hi-Fi Mama at the top of the show. But uh, if you're just joining us, uh, Dusty Hill, uh, bass player and co-lead vocalist of ZZ Top, uh, passed away today at the age of 72. Um, of course, you can hear Retro Spectrum Radio Friday night from 7.30 to 10 p.m. with Polly C. And I have the honor and privilege of being Paul's co-host on that program, along with our friend Dan Randlett. And uh, sometimes uh, our other great friend, DJ Steve, Stephen Light, uh, joins us as well. So you can hear that uh, Friday night. And uh, I'm sure Paul will uh, will uh, have a little bit of ZZ Top for us. Uh, that opens up, uh, well, I was going to say that opens up a line for you, but we're already getting another call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, honey, it's Jenny. Hey, Jenny. I have news, and I wanted to share it first with you, and you're on the air, so I'm going to share it with everyone. There is an organization that um, has a contest every year for artists who have rare diseases. And on a whim, I decided that I would enter two of my paintings, and the one of my paintings called My View, which is an abstract of of the horizon when my eyes are were really bad before the mesna on them with the tamoxifen retinopathy. And I just got a notification that they are pleased to share with me that the My View entry specifically has been accepted into the contest. Excellent. And out of hundreds of entries, I'm one of the few. It's now up to the judges. And hopefully on August 18th, they'll notify finalists. There'll be 20 of us, six of us as adults. There's different categories. So in my category, there'll be six people announced on that day. And then the public will be encouraged to vote and the winner will be highlighted, and their disease is going to get a highlight as well, which in my case would be tamoxifen retinopathy. So, hey, this is my first art contest. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Congratulations. Uh, I'm very proud of you. I know we all are, and uh, that's that's wonderful. 
my phone messed up on you. I'm sorry. Oh, you couldn't hear me? No, I, I just said... Uh, can you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I couldn't. It was my phone. I'm terribly sorry. That's okay. No, I was just saying uh, congratulations. Uh, we're very, uh, we're all very proud of you. That's uh, wonderful. Thank you. You deserve Thank it. Thank you very much. I'm really excited. This is all being supported by an organization called the Every Life Foundation for Rare Diseases. So if you want to check them out, check out the Rare Artist Contest. Um, you can see what it is, what we're all about, and how it's about just, you know, spreading the word and making sure that nobody's ever sick alone. Outstanding. You should, uh, too, you should plug where people can go online to see your art. Oh, uh, yeah, you can actually find some of my paintings. In fact, the My View painting is on my own website, which is jencoffee.com, J-E-N-N-C-O-F-F-E-Y.com. And uh, from there, you can also link off. You can find me on The Mighty. I'm one of the contributing writers there. And sometimes some of my paintings make it with my stories. So it's a, it's a nice world to play in with a lot of great people. Absolutely. All right, wonderful. Well, congratulations again. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank- Bye. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, Jenny is really, uh, you know, she's only been seriously painting for a couple of years, and it's amazing. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm just in awe. You know, I, I, I have no artistic ability visually. I, I can't even draw a stick figure. But um, just watching her grow uh, in, her, in her art uh, over the past couple of years has been uh, quite, quite remarkable. Hi. Welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Oh, hi, this is Brandon from Portland. <laughs> Brandon from Portland. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Um, so I was listening back to uh, uh, yesterday's show, and uh, yes, that uh, that Randy Macho Man Savage uh, impersonator, um, I, I think he was a prank caller because he mentions John Hotwood. Yes, yes. In his call. Yeah, I noticed that. In fact, there's somebody in the uh, Facebook live chat right now, Braden Russell, who says, we need Hopwood. And, uh, you know, I, I don't disagree. I just, uh, I don't know where he is. He's quite mercurial. He Sometimes he zigs when you think he's going to zag. Sometimes he's here uh, almost every day, and then months go by, I don't see him. Uh, we might have to put out an APB for uh, Mr. Hopwood. Well, yeah, and uh, I, I understand that John Hopwood ran. Did he run for ward? Oh, he's run for, uh, he has run for uh, political office. I think the last office he ran for was county commissioner. Ah, but he, and as a Democrat. As a Democrat, yes. He was not able to, well, I was going to say he wasn't able to ride that wave, but there really was no wave. I mean, you know, we, we did uh, go for Biden uh, at the top of the ticket, but Republicans actually did pretty well here. Uh, so uh, in the last election, so there was really no wave for him to ride, but at one point he seemed a little bit panicked that he might potentially win. And, and from what I've seen, it seems like Hopwood is maybe, a, a an older, a moderate Democrat. He is, <clears throat> you know, he's kind of like me. It's a little bit hard to uh, pigeonhole him. I mean, uh, I, right. I, I, I've certainly heard him describe himself as a liberal Democrat, but I've had conversations with him about immigration where he doesn't seem uh, particularly liberal. So it depends on the issue. Uh, but uh, if, if you got to put him in a box, uh, you'd probably call him a liberal Democrat. Yes. Oh, so so like, where do you think he would stand on sort of the Bernie versus Biden spectrum? 
Oh, uh, well, he is not fond of Bernie Sanders. He, oh, no. He is, oh. he has met Bernie Sanders and uh, right. describes him as not being a particularly warm person. And, uh, and I think he is uh, very skeptical. He's very cynical about Bernie Sanders, actually. We've had many discussions about this on the show. He thinks that Bernie is much more of a politician uh, than, you know, in the, uh, in a derogatory sense <laughs> than, than right. people realize. And, uh, so I would say, uh, John is pro- not to speak for him, but John's probably more of a Biden, uh, guy ideologically. It's humid, sweaty, and sticky. Summer can be really uncomfortable, but we're actually talking about your mattress. Don't worry though. Nectar's Nectar Tech cooling technology helps you sleep cool on hot summer nights. Plus, every mattress includes a one-year trial, forever warranty, and free shipping. With $200 off, prices start at only $399. And get $499 of premium accessories, including pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector this summer. So chill out and visit Nectarsleep.com. Mm, and uh, that's very interesting because, uh, well, obviously you had a chance to meet Bernie because yes. uh, New Hampshire was the state that uh, propelled Bernie Sanders, uh, his political movement, basically. Uh, well, it was... You know, he tied Hillary in Iowa, but he beat mm-hmm. her by 20 points in New Hampshire. Oh, I thought, yes. In fact, at one point, uh, I thought Bernie was going to be the nominee. I really did. And then, you know, South Carolina happened. Uh, but uh, I, I really did believe for a long time that Bernie Sanders was going to be the nominee in 2020. And um, uh, John uh, does his um, his own radio show and... and uh, what is that show called again? Well, John does a television show called Ward 13 with John Hopwood. Now, for the last several weeks, he has outsourced his television program to Veronette March, but I did receive a text from him saying that he'll be returning to his show uh, next week. But uh, but that actually airs on television, but you can watch it online at manchestertv.org. It airs Wednesdays from 3 to 4 p.m., uh, you know, he used to be on uh, a different time, but everyone in television knows that Wednesday, uh, 3 to 4 p.m., that's prime time. You know, that's that's when you get the big ratings. Uh, but uh, but of course, it does go up on YouTube afterwards. So you can find if you uh, look on the YouTube and just look up Ward 13 with John Hopwood, you'll you'll find his program. If you if you need more John Hopwood, as clearly we all do. Everyone is craving more John Hopwood, of course. Craving. And, uh... Have, have you caught the uh, Have you caught any of the Olympics? No, I don't really uh, uh, watch the Olympics. I'm not a sports guy. I I, I find it uh, tedious. I I have watched uh, zero of the Olympics actually. Well, I've heard it. A lot of the conservative uh, radio hosts are really up in arms uh, <laughs> about Simone Simone Boy uh, Biles. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I know a little bit about that. I, I haven't actually watched any of the Olympics, but I, I know that uh, I, I, I kind of know what happened there. She was having a tough time. She pulled out. <clears throat> um, I, I heard some sports guys talking about it, but um, but why? So you, you would know this better than I then because I haven't heard any of this. Why are conservatives specifically upset with her? Well, they're, they're like they're, they're tying her to like um... – they're trying to tie her to like cancel culture, and they're saying like uh, uh, the media the media is going too easy on her. They, they're tying it into like how the media is going way too easy on her. 
and it's an example of the liberal media favoring, uh, you know. Oh, be- because she's black? So there's. Yes, and yeah, they're also tying it into the fact that there's 100 athletes at the Olympics who are now LGBT. I don't know if that's true, but they're claiming huh. this. And they're claiming that's more uh, uh, LGBT athletes than ever before. And they're saying that, yeah, basically they're saying they're trying to force diversity. Oh, uh, okay. So, but but why? So they're mad at her. Uh, it's it's just the the way conservatives uh, insist on. Let me put it this way: they lean very heavily on the culture war stuff, and I think the more they do that, the more obvious it it is that they have no new ideas policy wise. And I think that. Sometimes, I mean, in in our current era, I think they lean so heavy on the culture war stuff because they know it energizes people. They know their base buys into it. But it also distracts from the fact that they're also simultaneously putting out this narrative that, uh, you know, the vaccines are going to harm you in some way. So um, it's, uh, of course, I guess, I guess, Brandon, that's my long winded way of saying conservatives are upset with her. Of course they are. Right. Of course, they then are. they find they find these these wedge sort of things to get really to get frustrated and angry about to galvanize support and mm-hmm. uh, it works. This is mainly mainly because their policies, the policies they're pushing for, are not actually popular with the majority of the American people. Agreed. What? And so that's why they go to all this uh, culture issue stuff because under every single Republican administration, I believe since Eisenhower. Uh, they have grown the deficit in their tenure. Yeah, um, that's true. We've had uh, Greg Moore from the New Hampshire chapter of Americans for Prosperity. He's been on this show. He hasn't. Greg hasn't been on for a long time. I should reach out for him. But he even acknowledged, because that's obviously a conservative organization, but he even acknowledged on this show, he said that Bill Clinton was the last fiscally conservative president we ever had. Um you know, I mean, in the time that I've been interested in politics, because I became interested in politics at a very young age, you know, Reagan, of course, exploded the deficit uh, with the, the, you know, throughout the Cold War. Uh, George H.W. Bush, you know, continued to uh, increase it. Um, but then Bill Clinton, under Clinton, we actually ran a surplus. And then uh, W came along and said, well, we got to fight these wars and we're just going to put them on the credit card and. Uh, they weren't even in the budget, as bizarre as that sounds. And, and of course, it, you know, it continued under Obama and then under Trump, et cetera. And, and now it continues under Biden. And uh, I, I guess we just print more money, but, but, uh, but you're right. Uh, Republicans only complain about the deficit when there's a Democrat in the White House. I, and Matt, would you consider yourself uh, a libertarian? It is. I don't consider myself anything. It's very difficult to put me. I'm. I'm really a political square peg. <clears throat> I mean, mm. I. Uh, I'm definitely not a conservative. I've never been a Republican. I. Uh, I try to support. I have voted for libertarians because I try to support independent candidates whenever I can, because yeah. because I have such a loathing for our two party, binary duopoly mm. in this country. Um, but I've definitely voted for more Democrats than I have Republicans. And I've, like I said, but I try to vote for independents. But in this last election, the only Republican I voted for was our Republican governor, Chris Sununu. 
other than that, I voted for all Democrats because I wanted to punish the Republican Party and I wanted a president who would take COVID far more seriously, as I think Biden has and whatnot. Um, but it's hard to really put me in a box. Um, to, but to, sim- to simplify it, you're uh, socially liberal and economically conservative. I don't know that I'm economically conservative. I'm definitely socially liberal. I... Uh, I don't know if you can call me economically conservative. I mean, I'm sure the government spends too much money in some ways, and it does worry me. Uh, Even some very liberal thinkers are worried that if we increase the debt too much, eventually this whole thing is going to implode. But at the same time, I'm all for stimulating the economy. Um, And, 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 you know, uh, I used to kind of buy into some of the conservative arguments that, well, you know, you can't just spend your way— out of a recession. Well, and at this point in my life, I say, well, actually, I think maybe you can. Um, and right. I, and I, and I think that there are things that I don't think austerity works as well as maybe I used to think it did. Uh, it, it's well, cause you, you were, you were brought up politically in that time in the era of Reagan and mm-hmm. everyone was talking to everyone was preaching that theory. Oh yeah. Supply side economics, trickle down economics, all of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I mean, it's it's a little it's a little hard for me to distill. See, this is what I mean. I'm a political square peg. It's hard for me to distill that. Um, I have been called a libertarian, uh, maybe a left libertarian or a liberal uh, libertarian. Um, you know, I'm for ending the drug war, ending uh, in its entirety, not just on cannabis. I want to end the drug war. Uh, I don't think we should be arresting people for prostitution or for gambling or any of that. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I think should be decriminalized or made legal. There's a lot of things I'd like to get the government out of. Um, but I also say that from the point of view of, with with the recognition that, um, you know, liberals tend to put a lot of faith in government. Yes, but actually so do conservatives. There's a lot of ways that conservatives want the government in your business just on a different set of issues than liberals do. So in a lot of ways, I'd like to get the government out of a lot of things. I'd like to get the government out of marriage. I'd like to get the government out of a lot of stuff. So that makes me kind of a libertarian. But there's also a lot of things that I think libertarians get wrong. And over four years of Trump, I came to the realization that a lot of people who call themselves libertarians are really just conservative Republicans who are trying to look cool. And they're actually kind of fake and phony about it. So I kind of bristle at the libertarian label as well. Well, that yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. Donald Trump really kind of destroyed the because before prior to Trump, the libertarian movement, you know, it had always gotten its couple of percentage points, but it was kind of gaining steam. Um, certainly online in online mm-hmm. circles, there were a lot of libertarians prior to Trump, and most of them either converted to Trumpists or yeah. they left the Republican Party entirely, like you. Well, I didn't leave the Republican Party. I've never been a Republican. Oh, I, I apologize. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. That's okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was amazed. Like, I have a lot of friends and the, you know, they here in New Hampshire, they're, I don't know if you're familiar, they call themselves uh, Free Staters, the Free State Project. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who are Free Staters, but I, and they're Libertarians who moved here to try to make the state more Libertarian. But I watched in horror on social media as as a lot of them, not not all of them, certainly, I don't want to paint with too broad a brush, but a lot of them just fell under the spell of Donald Trump. And I'm sitting there thinking, 
you know, I, I, I get Trump wants to cut some regulations, and he did, but other than that, what is so libertarian about Donald Trump? It's like these people, they, they go around talking about how libertarian they are, and then a quasi-charismatic authoritarian comes along and says, no, 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 follow me. Authoritarianism is actually really awesome. You just didn't realize it yet. And then all these libertarians go, oh, okay, I guess we'll follow you. And they follow Trump, and, and they're on the Trump train. Even now, it's it's it blows my mind. So uh, I don't want to be labeled as anything. I just don't want to be anything anymore. I just want to be me. I'm just me. I'm just Matt. Well, yeah, <laughs> and you're in the live free or die state, obviously known for its independence. Sort of. Uh, yeah. I mean, we can't uh, we can't get cannabis legalized here in the live free or die state, believe it or not. But But yeah. <laughs> and is that because is that because your state legislator is majority Republican or why why Massachusetts and not New Hampshire? I think. And by the way, just to clarify for anyone who doesn't know, we do have decriminalization here. But part of the problem is so our governor Chris Sununu, um, well, I do support him on some things, and you know I did vote for his reelection. Uh, for whatever reason, he continues to oppose uh, legalization of cannabis anytime it's landed on his uh, desk. He uh, either vetoed it or threatened to veto it before it even gotten to his desk. But I also think part of the problem is we have an extraordinarily large state legislature here. You know, we have a true citizen legislature. It's the third or fourth largest elected, democratically elected legislative body in the world. So we have this enormous legislature, and it only pays $100 a year. So when you have a legislature that is so large that only pays $100 a year where almost anyone can get elected, you end up with a lot of... Mm, not to be ageist, but a lot of older folks who maybe when they were young, they watched Reefer Madness and didn't quite get the joke. And now they really do believe and they're not going to change their minds now because they're 80 years old. They really do believe that if you use cannabis, it's the same thing as LSD and you're going to go out and rob a bank or whatever the hell these people believe. So, um, you know, so a lot of them continue to oppose uh, legalizing cannabis because they think it's scary and dangerous. And so I think that's uh, part of it. I, I would also maybe take a look at uh, Chris Sununu's uh, funding, see if the uh, pharmaceutical lobby has uh. any <clears throat> hands in his pocket. Well, that's a very good suggestion, uh, Brandon, uh, because you're probably on to something there, because that is how these things tend to work. And he is a professional politician, so uh, you might very well be on to something. You know, I talk about that a lot on the show. You might have heard me talk about it, how... Um, because polling data shows, even among Republicans, legalizing cannabis is actually a very popular position. So why doesn't it happen? Well, you know, you've got these very powerful lobbies, like the pharmaceutical lobby, uh, who don't want people using cannabis instead of prescription medication. And, of course, you've got law enforcement uh, who want to continue to be able to uh, engage in civil asset forfeiture, and and it goes on and on. So um, so I, you might be onto something there, Brandon. That might very well be the reason. And and you're saying because of how, uh, how much larger the state legislator is, things are maybe a little more slowed down, bureaucratic? Yeah, probably. I mean, there's a lot of crazy bills that people introduce. Uh, there's, yeah, but I don't, I don't know if it's even a matter of uh, slowed down. I think it's, uh, I mean, look, uh, the, it's funny, John Hopwood complains about this a lot. The bar, let me put it this way. The bar is very low because it's such a large legislature and it is a citizen legislature. 
the bar is very low in terms of what kind of a person you have to be or how you present yourself in order to get elected. We have some characters there. And as some of those characters, I'm trying to be kind about it, have some, shall we say, arcane ideas about how things work and how things should be. So, so you're saying there's a bunch of people, age, the age of Bernie Sanders, being <laughs> the uh, state legislator. And older, yes. Oh, my. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Because of course they they ragged they ragged him about that. He's way too old to be president. I know. Now we have a uh, seventy eight year old Joe Biden. Right, right. Ever you know, people were obviously questioning the mental faculties of uh, of uh, Joe Biden. And although Bernie Sanders is, I think, three years older or four, I, I, I in my opinion, he sounds a lot more uh, clear. Bert. Wait, Bernie's isn't Bernie younger? Bernie's younger than Biden, isn't he? Oh, I could be. I wrong. thought Biden was seventy nine. I thought Bernie was about eighty two or eighty three. No, no, no. Bernie's definitely. Uh, I'm looking it up. Bernie's definitely in his seventies. Uh, I think. Let's see. Oh, Bernie is seventy nine. Okay, Bernie is seventy nine. Biden is seventy eight. So Bernie, Bernie is actually older um, by a year. Yeah. But I, I, I do think Bernie seems a little more cognitively, just from what I've seen. Um, well, because Joe, if you watch Joe Biden in 2012 or 2008, he was really good. He, oh, yeah. He was tight. He was, and he, he blew Paul Ryan and uh, Sarah Palin out of the water. Yeah, well, in the case of Sarah Palin, that's pretty easy to, to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, very sharp guy. And I think he's... Uh, you know, at 78, I think he's a little slower than he used to be, certainly, but that's to be expected. But, yeah, he looks to be in good shape overall. It'll be interesting to see if he runs for a second term. I don't think right. he will. That, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think that Kamala Harris is, uh, is going to take the, the, it, the uh, nomination? I think it's very uh, – uh, it's so hard to know. I – I think, I mean, look, what Biden would be 82 at the start of his second term, right? 81 or 82. Um, I'm bad at math. So I, I, think it's, I think it's very possible, very possible that uh, Kamala Harris will be the Democratic nominee in 2024 instead of Joe Biden. I, I can see that scenario. I think, I think it will be someone different if Donald Trump wins the—, the um the Republican nomination again, because I think Democrats will look at a Biden Trump rematch and be a little more scared about that than someone else. Yeah. Uh, just because Biden's performance at the debates last year, it was so-and-so uh, sometimes it was a hit. Sometimes it was a miss, but a lot of people were expecting him to do much better. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'd say if, if I were a Democrat, I would, Maybe go with Biden if it's a, a DeSantis or a, a Ted Cruz, but I would be concerned if it was Donald Trump versus Joe Biden again. Yeah, um, that's a good insight. And I do believe, by the way, that uh, uh, unless something happens health-wise or, you know, if he ends up in jail, uh, I don't know how likely that is, but I do believe that Donald Trump is the— I think I've even referred to him on the show as the presumptive nominee for 2024. I'm sure that he's running and he will be the nominee. Um, so, yeah, I, you might be right. Uh, the Democrats might not have the appetite for a Biden-Trump rematch.
Um, yeah, could be, could that, be. Kamala. That and, and Trump is uh, with the new Republican. The Republican Party has changed a lot of their primary rules, so it's no longer because the reason why Trump was able to win last time was because a lot of the states are winner take all. So mm-hmm. if you win one more vote than your opponent, it's not like New Hampshire where they're allocated very proportionally. And you can get 7% of the vote and get two delegates in most states or in most states, it used to be winner take all. And so that's how Trump was able to wrap up the field in 2016. He's not going to be able to, although he won't be able to do that this time, a lot more of the states are proportional. So they allocate their delegates uh, based on your percentage of the vote. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not, he's, he's, he still may have an advantage because the field may be even more splintered this time. There may be even more candidates. And so if people stay in the race, then Trump will have the most support because he has the he he doesn't he may not have the majority, but he has the most uh, fervent supporters. True. I think, though, well, it was a pretty big field, though, in 2016. I I remember a pretty full debate stage, but 18 candidates. Yeah, yeah. I think the field will be much smaller because I think there will be very few people. I think there will be very few Republicans who want to wade into that and and attempt to challenge him um i think that's why we're not seeing i mean we're seeing some fundraising going on people like ron DeSantis in florida um but i think he's angling to be trump's vp because we know pence is out um i i think it's going to be a much smaller field i don't think there's going to be a lot of people who are trying to challenge trump who are looking to to put themselves through that and the ones who are because I do think Ron DeSantis will try to run. The ones who are, I think, will be really angling to be Trump's VP because they know they're not going to be able to get the nomination away from him. So uh, I can see a Trump-DeSantis ticket in 2024. I can definitely imagine that. I mean, i the, and probably the, the wrong. Two names, the two names that, are float, that I would float around as definitely running, uh, regardless of Trump's decision, would be Nikki Haley, who— opposed trump at she was the um the u.n speaker i believe uh had a national security yeah. under trump u.n ambassador uh, yes u.n ambassador and she she softly i'd say she softly opposed trump she didn't go far enough she didn't go too far to <laughs> anger his supporters she she towed the line a little better than mike pence yeah so she's in a, a good position obviously she's uh, with the republican establishment she's in a great position uh, Ted Cruz is another one who I think, regardless of Trump's decision, will run again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted uh, Ted Cruz almost beat Trump last time. He uh, he he has raised. There's news that he's raised about five million dollars, and he's not running again in twenty. He's not up for re-election in 2022. So that money is probably going to 2024. Oh, okay. Uh, and I, I think Cruz is a dangerous guy. I think just because he lost last time, he's a really good debater. He's, he he's very smart. He is. Yeah. And he's very savvy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that beard, uh, I, I think it kind of works for him. The, the beard works for him. Uh, <laughs> you know, can't, he had this incident at Cancun, and that that's going to go away. Yeah, that's the type uh, of thing that blows over quickly. Um yeah, I I mean I I can see him running again. I could see him as maybe Trump's VP actually. You know? Yeah, if Trump wanted to take sort of a bolder pick then well you'd think because obviously they have a history uh Trump calling his wife uh 
<laughs> he famously posted he posted a photo of his wife next to Heidi Cruz. I remember and yeah. said which wife uh, who's basically said whose wife would you rather have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And then Ted Cruz I, I give Ted Cruz credit for one thing though. I actually liked Ted Cruz for a brief moment when uh well first of all, you know, he came out he actually initially responded with some pretty tough words uh for Trump. Uh, Leave Heidi the hell alone, that's, Donald. That's right. And then at the Republican convention when Ted Cruz spoke, he um he never quite It's humid, sweaty and sticky. Summer can be really uncomfortable. But we're actually talking about your mattress. Don't worry though, Nectar's Nectar Tech cooling technology helps you sleep cool on hot summer nights. Plus, every mattress includes a one-year trial, forever warranty, and free shipping. With $200 off, prices start at only $399. And get $499 of premium accessories, including pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector this summer. So chill out and visit Nectarsleep.com. In 1972, Title IX was signed into law. This prohibited discrimination based on sex and changed the game for girls and women in sports across the nation. To learn more, the Greater Columbus Sports Commission and iHeartRadio invite you to listen to the new podcast, Starting Nine Up. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls and women's sports with the Columbus Connection. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or your favorite podcast platform. Endorsed Trump. He never quite did. And the crowd. Vulture, vulture conscious. Yeah. Conscience. And the crowd started getting really angry with him, and he wouldn't give in. All the way to the end, he wouldn't quite give in. And for that brief moment, I was like, hey, I respect that. They want him to endorse Trump, and he just won't do it. Now, we all know the story about what happened after that. He ran into. Uh, into uh, what's-her-name from the Mercer family, who are huge Republican donors, and they were mad at him. And then so almost immediately after that, he changed his tune and got on the Trump train because it's all about the money uh, with these people. But uh, but for one for that one brief shining moment, I was like, hey, Ted's all right. Uh, at least he's not uh, being a total cuck, to use a uh, word that conservatives like to use all the time. But uh, So I wanted to quickly uh, change the subject. One more question. Um, sure. There was a libertarian candidate who ran in 2016, and he's from New Hampshire. He actually has a radio show in New Hampshire. His name is Daryl Perry. Daryl W. Perry. I saw Daryl just recently at the uh, Juneteenth event at the Hopknot. Yes. Really, yeah, really interesting guy. Uh, um, and uh, I remember that 2016 libertarian uh Obviously, John McAfee ran as well. Yep. Uh, do you have any thoughts about uh, McAfee? Well, McAfee, of course, recently passed away. Um, and isn't there a weird thing about him where he allegedly committed suicide, but it's one of those things where there's some questions about it? Um, there, there was a tweet. He, put, he tweeted the year prior to his death something along the lines of, uh, if I commit suicide, you'll know it's, it was a hit basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's that's kind of weird. And I know McAfee was in all kinds of legal trouble. I think he was accused of killing somebody. Um but and I I guess he was acquitted or something. I don't know. McAfee was uh an interesting uh character. Um you know, and I see the notifications for uh McAfee pop up on my uh my uh browser of my computer, you know, the security stuff, but um 
But yeah, so I, not a ton of thoughts on uh, McAfee. Uh, as far as Daryl goes, I like Daryl uh, very much. Um, Daryl W. Perry, I was uh, surprised to see him at the Juneteenth event. And um, we had an interesting discussion. Uh, his wife, uh, Jackie, was there as well. And we were talking about how, um, you know, our we, we, we kind of bonded over our disgust with uh, all the libertarians who just couldn't wait to jump on the Trump train. Uh, during the uh, Trump presidency, and and uh, he seemed to be uh, equally, and his wife seemed to be equally dismayed by all of that, and uh, and disappointed. Uh, and that's that's uh, Daryl Perry famously at the Libertarian debates claim, uh, said that he's quote the only real Libertarian. Ah, there you go, there you go. Well, God bless Daryl W. Perry. No, he's been through uh, he's been through some very severe health issues, so it was um it was really nice to see him at the event. Well, we're approaching the uh, top of the hour. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, great call today, Brandon. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. All right. Brandon from Portland. Wow. Yeah, we were on the phone with him for a long time, but uh, I enjoyed that very much. And I'm only sorry that, uh, you know, the damnedest thing, though, he reminds me of someone. I can't quite. But... um, but I, but I really enjoyed that discussion with him, and I know that he's uh, he's dying for some John Hopwood. But I haven't seen John Hopwood in it's it's been a couple weeks now. It's been a couple weeks, but we are approaching the top of the hour. I think what we'll do is we will. Oh, what? <sighs> Damn it! I can't remember now. What was the song that uh, Paul uh, Paul E C requested? Um, I was going to play a couple more ZZ Top songs because, uh, you know, in honor of the passing of uh, Dusty Hill bass player for ZZ Top uh, dying today. Um, And now I can't remember. Does anybody in the Facebook live chat remember what the song was that Pauly C requested? No, it was not Sharp Dressed Man, Braden. (laughs) I will not play Sharp Dressed Man because you can hear that on any station. Uh, maybe this is Paul calling back. I should have typed it in. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Blue Jean Blues. Blue Jean Blues. Thank you, Paul. Coming You're welcome. Right, Bye. Coming right up. Bye-bye. All right, Blue Jean Blues. <laughs> we will uh, play that. Uh, if you are just joining us, if you don't know, uh, very sad day. Uh, Dusty Hill, bass player and co-lead vocalist of ZZ Top, died today. At the age of 72. So we opened the show with a couple of uh, ZZ Top songs. And uh, a couple different versions of Blue Jean Blues. I'm going to play the shorter one. Um, because there's a, there's a very long version of it. But we'll, we'll, play with the sh- we'll play the short one. And maybe one other quick track. And then we will be back with our number two numero dose of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Welcome back, everybody. We are into hour number two, well in hour number two, numero dos 
of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you are in Manchester, but you can stream us from anywhere at WMNHradio.org and on the Matt Connerton Unleashed page, uh, Facebook page. And uh, you can also go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all your live streaming options. And we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? That's Easy G. Easy G, Eric Gagnon, our intrepid, if I may use that term, entertainment reporter. How are you? Yes, I will be alive in the studio tomorrow. I get a phone call from my doctor's office. So I was uh, waiting on an uh, uh, appointment, and the, uh, it won't be until August 11th. So August 11th. I will definitely be there with bells on, as I say. Well, you can oh, wear bells. You can, I was going to say, you can wear bells if you want to, but we do prefer you in one of your muscle shirts. It's a possibility, yes. Excellent. But anyways, the um, want to give. Uh, I wonder if we can get a uh, foghorn. It's Texas Mike's birthday today. Texas Mike's birthday. Yep, twenty-seven. He was on the morning show this morning. Now, why the uh, why the foghorn, uh, Eric? Why 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 is that? Uh... Uh, I just like the foghorn. No, oh, don't we all? Peter Peter White likes to play with the uh, when it's fog outside. There we go. There go. Yes, the foghorn. Yeah, I've always been a big uh, big uh, rest in peace, Dusty. I've always been a uh, huge. Uh, uh, ZZ uh, Top fan. I never saw him live in person like Pauly C did. Well, I'm jealous about that. But uh, yeah. yeah, what a uh, what a what a uh, band. Uh, do you think they'll continue? I don't. I don't think. No, I, I, I don't actually. I don't know how you continue without uh, without Dusty Hill. I mean, uh, all right. So this could be the end then. What are they? I mean, what are they going to do? Get another bass player? Have him grow a big beard? And, yeah. Well, and they just... had a great run. They've been, they've been, they've been, uh, yeah, go, going doing their music since the since the eighties, right? Seventies. Uh, they they actually started in the seventies. They were. Yeah, they got a big push from MTV. Uh, oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, seven, I want to say seventy four is when they started. Maybe seventy three, seventy four. Might have been even earlier than that. They've been around a long time. They were around uh, at least a decade before they really became the megastars that they became on MTV. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Down is one of the uh, best uh, best bands in the history of music, I think. Yeah, and I and I'd say you know there was a period in the eighties where they were probably top five as far as. Uh, album sales and ticket sales. And uh, like I said uh, in the first hour, uh, you know, there was a point where you couldn't turn on MTV without seeing a ZZ Top video. I mean, they were huge. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was was flipping around to the the, um, World Wide Web and they had a a big uh, uh, question and answers with the uh, the Tony there, the guy owns AEW. Tony Khan. Well, I really can't answer the questions if it's 100% official about CM Punk or um, Daniel Bryan, but uh, according to the different websites, it's, it's already a done deal. But I guess yeah. I guess they can't say it until it's officially a done deal. I don't know. Keep it, keeping it under the table, he wouldn't talk about it. Well, the thing is, AEW has a show coming up in Chicago, which of course is CM Punk's hometown. So right. they want to keep it a secret. I mean, it's going to be an open secret in the in the sense that everyone knows. But they they're going to want to keep it as much of a surprise as possible because as soon as his music hits. In that arena, it, it's going to be uh, just an amazing moment. Yeah. Do you think it will be, he, he, will he be able to use his same name? Because that's not obviously his real name. 
Yes, uh, he owns that. He already owned the name CM Punk before he was in WWE. That's why... Yeah, Charles Richardson and I were talking about this one day on the show. That's why in UFC, when he fought in UFC, he didn't have to go back to being Phil Brooks. He was able to be CM Punk. Yeah, I saw that promo when he was on the last time he was on uh, WWE, and that guy is just the uh, really good with the mic. That's why he he was a uh, champion over there for so long. Oh yeah. Well, then again, sometimes the uh, they. Uh, they, they seem to give the belt to people that go with the mic, but that the the new champion of Raw, that Nikki, I don't think he's really good with the microphone. But oh, Nikki, I don't think he's going to be champion that long anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't even pay attention to who's uh, champion in WWE. Well, when he got dressed up, that was a What's superhero. A and a, yeah, I guess kind of uh, lame. It's it's so that's, that's stale. Me, you know? It's stale. I'm more interested in what's going on in AEW. That's exciting to me. Right. Kenny, Kenny like I said, Omega. Right, right now because of the um, uptick in the COVID about the uh, the arena shows. So let's we'll see what happens with oh, WWE's from obviously. I did see mentioning that I did see WWE has SummerSlam coming up in Nevada, and apparently uh, everyone will have to be masked. They uh, according oh, to the state right. of Nevada, uh, mask mandate has been reinstituted there, and so the crowd will have to be wearing masks at the event. Wow, mm-hmm. interesting. But the um, I'm watching a little bit of the uh, Olympics, and the um, it's uh, quite interesting what's going on. So, uh, so, so the, uh, the the uh, the goat of uh, of um, the yeah, NASCAR of gymnastics, Amelia. Ab- ba- I know I'm missing her name. Biles. But that um. Did we lose you? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. I think I'm missing up a name. I've seen a name of uh, Bales there. Simone Biles? Uh, Biles. Biles, yeah. She's taking some, uh, some, uh, having some, some kind of, uh, not into, uh, having some kind of um, problems with her mental health. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it has a lot to do with, like I said the other day, with the, uh, where that guy went after her there and he's in jail now for going after all the gymnasts there and, and then she's oh. worried about the COVID. Who, who, who wouldn't be worried about that? And mm-hmm. it's just a lot of pressure on her because you know they consider her to be the uh, the best gymnast, you know, the goat. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, if you don't re- reach those uh, high plateaus, you know, the, the uh, yeah, you, you know, it's just so much pressure on her. You know, got me under pressure. I'm gonna play that song later. Um, right? Y- yeah. Uh, well, you know, as someone who. I mean, mental health issues are so common, and, you know, that's part of why I've been so comfortable to be so open about, you know, I struggle with anxiety and depression. And so yeah, I, me too. I, make, uh, I make no judgments about it. Uh, Brandon from Portland was saying earlier about how some conservative uh, conservatives in the media have been really tough on her. Um, I'm not a conservative for one thing, but also too, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any judgments. Um, she made what she felt was the right decision for her and presumably for her team. She felt that they would succeed uh, better without her, and uh, I respect yeah, she's that. She's not competing tomorrow, and I think she she won't compete next week. I think she's just gonna uh, you know enjoy the Olympics, cheer on the team, and yeah, and then this will be it, you know, because she's she's uh, probably not gonna be in the Olympics the next time because right, she'll be 28 then. I don't know. They had, they had a, a lady from overseas, and she was uh, like six, forty-six years old. And I guess it was her last Olympic. So, but mm-hmm. usually they don't they don't play that long. Uh, uh, somebody forty-six was uh, in, in what? Uh, a gymnast, sport. yeah. Oh, a gymnast, yeah. From, from country overseas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, do you apply the same standard to the Olympics that you apply to professional wrestling, EZG, when you don't like no, you don't just, like when there's old, the old you don't like the when old there's old, old people? Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, that's only the role I, I play for the uh, well, this was a guy on uh, social media the other day. I think it was on I mean, uh, Facebook or online, and he said the uh, I think it was Facebook. He said he said the uh, we got to give the young guys the push here. He said, it's fun to have the old farts come back, but he said, then they leave, you know, and then the other guys don't get a push or they, or they let them go. Cause they, 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 they were saying that they don't know what they, they dropped the ball on so many stars. Uh, Braden Russell is asking, can we do a multi-call? Uh, sadly, no, uh, Braden, uh, we cannot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, is somebody... but anyways, the, uh, <laughs> the, um, I, I have to agree with you. Once uh, Vince sells the company, I think they're going to uh, do, do a lot better with their uh, their shows. Because like you said, it, SmackDown's pretty good right now, but Raw is just not, not good at all. Yeah, yeah I, I don't watch either. I, I, I haven't sat through an episode of Raw or SmackDown in probably right. seven or eight years. I think the problem years. with Raw is it's done for three hours. You well, that, fill it, it doesn't shows, help. I mean, wrestlers. It doesn't help. But uh, yeah, right, I think they should cut it. I think cut it down to two hours, and I think it'll be a lot better. They have chased away. Listening. They've they've <laughs> chased away so much of their audience because you know what? Now a lot of people who are wrestling fans, they just do what I do. They don't pay attention to the shows, but if they happen to see chatter about something online, a particular segment or a match that looks interesting, they'll go seek that out specifically and watch that. And that's what I do. I don't. I don't. I. I. I well, I mean, part of it is I just don't have the time. To, to watch uh, right, to watch these man, shows, I'm man. I'm too busy these days. But they're, but... they're gonna bring back some. Uh, oh, Sasha Banks is coming back uh, very uh, next month. Yeah, she's been on a break since uh, for a while, and then uh, of course the Becky Lynch is rumored to, to come back at any time now. So that those are two big uh, two big lady stars. Yes, and she never really lost the belt because she had to leave because she was having a baby. So. She's having you know, a still baby. Still wherever she goes, right off the bat. Yeah, she kind of became the biggest star they have at one point there. And then she she marries uh, Seth Rollins, so she might be on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That uh, crazy uh, Seth, Seth Rollins. He uh, he he's a uh, he he knows how to uh, work the ring. He, he's a he's he's a uh, pretty good wrestler. That guy. Yes, Seth Rollins, absolutely. The former Tyler. He, he's good Black. with the microphone too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's all, all, the, uh, it's, it, I like to see him fight the um, head of the table. I think that's going to happen. Yeah, Roman Reigns. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, because we have. They say now that the, the Rock is going to be some kind of um, um, coming back for Survivor Series. I don't think the wrestle, but the uh, maybe to be the uh, MC for the night, and then of course they wanted to wrestle at WrestleMania 38, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh huh. Due to his, due to his uh, contract, you know. That's right. And uh, the, the people in Hollywood don't want him to get hurt. That's right. He's the he's the golden goose. Yeah, well, back in the day, you know, obviously he's one of the best. Is he like a third-generation wrestler? Oh, yeah. The Rock, yeah. Yeah, and he's in the, uh, Daniel, he's in the um, Roman Reigns is uh, one of his relatives, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, either nephew or cousin. So there you go. There you go. But uh, even even if he can't wrestle at thirty eight or maybe the MC again, he, no one no one runs the mouth like him. That's right. He lays the smack down, and you That's smell right. well, what he's cooking. That's right. That was, that was his uh, idea.
That's right. You used to say it all the time. I'm going to light a smackdown on your candy ass. That's right. Ooh, working blue. <laughs> You're working blue today, Easy G. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll uh, see you uh, tomorrow and uh, have a great rest of your show. All right. Thanks, Easy G. Take care. All right. Easy G, Eric Gagnon, our entertainment reporter, and he'll be on with us tomorrow with his entertainment report. And I know that we are all quivering with anticipation and or excitement, perhaps both, if you can even handle it. So very exciting. Well, that does open up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476, tweet me at Matt Connerton, or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can opine and interact in the Facebook live chat as well. But the best thing to do is give us a call, and we have a call. It's been a very busy show today, which I love. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Um, hello, Matt. This is uh, Stacy Lawton. Ah, Stacy Lawton. How are you? I, well, wish I could be... I wish I could say I'm doing better. I mean, other than what I sent you earlier. Are you on I'm a Stacy? It's a little hard to hear you. You sound muffled. Are you on a Are you on a speakerphone or what? What are you? Uh, not, but do you want me to reach, uh, give you a call back? Call us back because this is a terrible connection. You sound like you're. Uh, uh, the tunnel. You sound like you're speaking into a blanket or something. I'm uh, sorry. I'll call you right back. Call us back. Okay. Thank you. All right, so uh, Stacey Lawton is going to call us right back. Uh, she uh, She's having a uh, uh, an issue in the media. There is a, uh, a story that broke. Uh, Jenny and I saw it uh, late last night on uh, WMUR Channel 9, and uh, she wanted to kind of clear things up. Stacey, is that you? It is me. Oh, much better, much better connection. Thank you. Yes. <coughs> All righty. So, as I was saying, uh, well, other than what I sent you earlier, I'm doing doing fairly good, but I wish I could be doing better other than what I had sent you earlier. Yes. Okay. So, what's going on, Stacey? Uh, fill us in. Well, I was going to fill you in. I'm, what I'm trying to do here is uh, be open and honest and, uh, you know, delve out some transparency because, uh, you know, in the past when things have happened... Uh, sometimes people have said, well, you're, you're withholding information or you're, you know, you're, you're not telling us what's going on or whatnot. So I don't want that appearance. So, you know, I, I've already reached out to, um, uh, television news media. I've talked to, uh, a few uh, newspapers in the state and now I'm on with you. What happened was is since May, um, myself and my family have been, uh, what we've believed is to be, uh, we've been spoofed. Um, and you might, if you're wondering, you know, what that is, we, my, my sister had, uh, conveyed to me that what was going on was we were having the police show up due to false, um, nine one one text messages. And, you know, I guess this is something that has also happened with some big time celebrities where people will get a hold of their information. Next, thing you know, like SWAT will show up or it's actually on the FBI's website. It's, listed as something big within the uh, online gaming community where people will spoof uh, fellow gamers and uh, okay. like Nixie, you know, the, wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's, let's stop, stop Stacey. I just want to, yes. so we'll just clarify a couple things for people who don't know. Yes. So when you say, yes. so spoofing, 
if I understand yeah. it correctly, it's when someone calls a number, but th mm -hmm. this method of spoofing, and I I know people who have uh, done this kind of thing who mm -hmm. are very good at spoofing, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, people I've interacted with. So spoofing is when, you know, you're able to call a number, but rather than have mm -hmm. your phone number show up on their caller ID, it's a different number, and you can control what number that is. Am, am I correct? Well, That's what spoofing is. I think it's the person, whoever's hacking or spoofing, right. can control it. Like, sometimes right. they'll label it as the number of the the person that they're trying to spoof. Like, yes. um, like say... Uh, I've had that happen. Like, I guess... Yeah. What's that? Oh, I've had that happen where I'll see my own phone number show up on my phone yeah. as an incoming call from my own number. I've had that happen. And by the way, yeah. this is something that um, scammers use. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, like you get you get a call. In 1972, Title IX was signed into law. This prohibited discrimination based on sex and changed the game for girls and women in sports across the nation. To learn more, the Greater Columbus Sports Commission and iHeartRadio invite you to listen to the new podcast, Starting Nine Up. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls and women's sports with the Columbus Connection. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or your favorite podcast platform. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I'll, I'll get a, a spam call on my phone, and then sometimes I'll Google the number out of curiosity, and it'll be mm -hmm. a local number, but it was somebody calling, claiming they're from some other state mm -hmm. or claiming they're right. from uh, a, a government office in Washington, D.C. or something, even though it's a 603 yeah. number. It's a New Hampshire number. And, you know, uh, so uh, so that's what spoofing is. And when, when you said people showing up, uh, law enforcement now, showing when up. When I you said mean... people showing up, it would be law enforcement, the national police. They would show up uh, at your sometimes home. At your at home? My home. Okay. At, at right here in downtown Nashua, and uh, they they would show up sometimes three in the morning, four in the morning. I mean, it was it, it got it was getting quite out of hand, and um, and so like um, and and this is going on like even when I'm sleeping, and so which is why. You know, another reason why I'm calling, because I'm also trying to defend what's going on. What happened was, as of yesterday, my significant other, who I've talked about on the show, um, Lindsay, uh, we would call her DJ Zombie, um, she was here, and she was visiting in the morning um, before she went to work, and she left, and literally, as soon as she pulled out the driveway, at about 7.20 yesterday morning, a Nashville police cruiser pulled in in front of my house, and he placed me in handcuffs, and I was uh, taken up to Nashville PD while they uh, also had a search warrant to search around my home for any sort of electronic uh, devices that we would use, you know, cell phones mainly. Mm -hmm. And so um, so after I had sat... Well, wait, 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 yeah. Stacy. so when they, when they came and arrested you, what, what were they arresting you for exactly? 
Well, at the time of the arrest, at the time that I was placed in cuffs, I wasn't actually, you know, told what it was that they were. I thought they had you know, arresting to. me for. I think. Well, what they? I think they have to if they are going to at that moment are charging you. I think at the moment they were just detaining, and they said it was they were detaining on probable cause. Oh, okay. And so then I sat in the 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 police department for several hours, and then they questioned me and. Then they decided to execute an arrest warrant at that time. And I had to pay $40 personal recognizance. I was let out. Um, and uh, as I've told other people, um, I-, I didn't do it. I mean, especially it's hard to do a text message when you're sleeping unless you're some sleepwalker well, who knows how to text in your sleep. <laughs> well, okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so yeah, so, so they, they cuffed you. But you weren't yep. under arrest. You were being detained, uh, and then right. and then they so then when they had you there, that, mm-hmm. that then it, then it became an arrest. It became an uh, yeah. I guess I mean that's how it happened. I mean I'm not sure if they already had you know an arrest warrant already. Like if they were already planning to do that. All I know is at the time um, that he was you know cuffing me. I says, well, what's it for? And he said. You'll find out later. And I'm like, okay. I didn't know well, they could do that. Hmm. Oh, I know. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> just, but um, so, um, yeah, I don't, so I was even asking the officer who did the transporting and he says, well, I'm just actually transporting you. He says, I'm sure you'll find out when we actually get to um, the booking area of the Nashua PD. So when I got there, even the booking officer uh, he didn't actually tell me what I was being booked on. Um, his job was just to get your information, take pictures, do your fingerprints, and and then hold you until they need you um, for, for the questioning. Okay. Uh, and so I, yeah, yeah. Go no, go ahead. Okay, so then I I was um, I did get questioned um, probably a little after ten yesterday morning and. Like I said, I don't know if they already had a warrant already prepared. Wait, when did and, they? Wait, wait, Stacey, hold on. I, I just want to make sure we're not missing anything here. When did they question? So they, so you got released from the police station, and then they questioned you the next day. No, 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 no. I was all same morning. I was picked up oh. around seven twenty. Okay. I was uh, sat there for a few hours, questioned around after ten a.m. And I'd say I got home back here by. Just before noon. Okay, so when they questioned you, what what did they ask you? They wanted to know, you know, you know, they wanted to know, uh, you know, they were asking questions whether I had done the the text texting myself, or they wanted, you know, know if my family that lives with me, if I had any reason to believe if they had done it or whatnot, and. I said no. Um, none of us would have any reason to to text nine one one frivolously, um, especially when you know when the police show up. I I have anxiety around law enforcement, so mm. I'm not sure I would want to personally provoke my own anxiety. Okay, so they ask so, so they ask you yeah. these questions at ten a.m. Yep, and then um, after we got through, uh, I say we were we were discussing everything for about 20 minutes when I had just decided, um, you know, I had given them all the information I had. And, um, and then I, um, I just said, Hey, can we just end this now? Because I really don't have anything else to add. 
and my anxieties was flaring and um, I've been dealing with some medical issues. So I really, if I was going to be allowed to be released, I needed to get out so I could uh, attend to myself. Um, did they indicate during this conversation what what the, the text messages they received were? What was yes, in them? Yes, I mean, they, they made uh, aware what they, you know, the nature of them, and they were all roughly the same. And, um, and then we've also, um, well, when was, they had been coming out since May, they also had let us know why they were here. What was the nature of them? They were, like, basically wellness checks. I guess there was a few that just were like, oh, you know, they were making it sound like there was something to worry about here at my home pertaining to me. Or there had been a few that said um, myself and my significant other were overdosing and harming ourselves, which is things we don't do. So when they're receiving these text messages, they're showing up each time they get one? Yeah, I would imagine so, because they said they have to follow up on every um, inquiry to 911, whether it's, you know, a hang-up call, text message, uh, if they can find an address or find, you know, you know, where the person is located, they have to notify um, the police department and have them follow up. So each time they receive one of these, they're showing up at your home and you're, and you're telling them wasn't, wasn't me, wasn't anyone here? Yes. Okay. Um, but no matter how many times you go through that with them, they, ha- they still have to show up and respond. When they, re- yes. when they receive something, they can't just say, okay, well, we already talked. Uh, to these people and they said no don't worry about it there's nothing going on okay yeah because i guess each time it it happens it it lays out a fresh new um set of circumstances like because if they don't show up but they were notified you know there's liabilities involved say if if the persons that they were going out were in fact overdosing or wishing to harm themselves you know um, if they don't respond you know there's you know, violations of their oaths of office, too, because, you know, they're yeah. supposed to follow up on every emergency they're notified of. Okay. All right. So you tell them, so they're questioning you, and you tell them, can we wrap this up because my anxiety is getting out of control? So then what happens? They they uh, graciously said, yep, we can wrap this up. And, and literally at that moment, they ended the tape recorder, and we stepped outside of the questioning room. And they brought me back downstairs to the booking area. And then I ended up, um, made a few phone calls uh, to, because, I mean, I have money, but didn't have my ability to to pay them while, you know, because it was all on debit card. So I, I called a few people. And um, I, a, a longtime friend of like 20 years um, came down and he helped me um, and he gave me a ride back home and I owe him 40 bucks, but that's not a problem. The big deal is he still showed up when I needed him the most. And we recently, he and I had a little bit of a mishap, uh, you know, and I, I called him and I says, you know, I shouldn't have talked to you the way I did recently, but, um, man, I'm sorry, but I need your help. And he wanted to know what it was about. I told him and he says, I'll be right over. Oh, that's a real friend. That's good. Yes. So, but at some point, okay, so so he came and got you? Yes, he, he gave them the $40. They somehow, somehow brought that back to the booking area and gave that to the bail commissioner. 
and he waited while the bail commissioner and I went over the the personal recognizance bail paperwork, and I was given a court date of August thirty first at eight, a little after eight in the morning. Okay. And so, yeah, I'm definitely going to be going to that because we all know what happens when you don't show up for any court hearings. Um, and more consequences can be a result, but I, that's not my, my way of doing things. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to plead uh, not guilty. Uh, I'm prob- I, since I'm somebody who can't really afford, you know, a high-priced lawyer, I'm going to have to get a court-appointed counsel. And um, we're going to have to try to fight it and figure out if we can't get to the bottom of the, the to, to the truth of the matter. Because um, I know, like I've told them and I've told, you know, other, the other uh, people I've talked to about this in the last day or so that I denied the charges. I did not, you know, did not text 911 to come out and respond to me under false pretenses, you know, and not to mention... I'm somebody who, you know, you you know, and your listeners know, I do have a history, and I have uh, made great strides in uh, mental health recovery, and, you know, to sit there and to do this, it literally is, would be throwing all that away, and and I I would be stupid if, you know, I ever did something like this, and to just give up on everything I've worked hard for and the, the, the trust that I've built with the constituents I have in downtown Nashua would be, you know, would be completely broken if, you know, I was to, you know, go back to doing stupid things. So they, uh, when did they tell you what you were arrested for? Um, they, well, they, that's right at the time. Cause I'd asked them when we were getting sitting down for the questioning um, if, cause I said, I really don't know what this is regarding. And they were like, well, we'll come back. We'll t- talk to you in a minute. I'm like, well, can I ask you, does this have to do with the, you know, the 911 text messages that we've been receiving since May? And he, they said, yeah, we can confirm that, that it is about that. And so I saw the official charge on the paperwork when I talked to the bail commissioner who set the bail at personal recognizances. It said, um, false use of E911 info, mm-hmm. but like WMUR had reported it as uh, false information to 911. Right. Hmm. All right. Well, whoever did that, though, I mean, whoever is doing the spoofing takes a terrible risk because I yeah. assume uh, that is a felony, uh, what they're doing. Um, what they're doing, I would imagine, if they're doing it to someone else like this, would be a felony. Mm-hmm. Though I was only charged with um, an A misdemeanor. Hmm. Okay. And currently, there's they have me down at seven counts. But uh, according to what they had, uh, when they had um, talked to uh, WMUR, they stated that uh, as a result of the fact that it's still a pending investigation there, there, there may or may not be more charges as a result. Well, how many times did they show up at your house? Oh my goodness. It was more than seven times. Yeah. I mean, I'd say, I'd say oh, since May, we're looking at a couple dozen, two, three dozen times. Oh, wow. Yeah. No kidding. Huh. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, and it's been a, it's been a drag on my my anxiety and my mental health. And um, that same person that I mentioned a, a bit ago, he's uh, helping me um, get back into uh, peer support respite because it's been a. I mean, not, last year was a ch- challenging year, losing a loved one, and then you know this year um, everything seems to be going great. When this started happening, it just seemed like it was starting to wear on me mentally and uh i'm i'm safe and i'm in a good space but i you know to to take care of some loose ends with my mental health i'm i'm gonna get some uh some help for that so it it doesn't get any worse right right okay Did, did you ever uh did you ever consider changing your phone number while all this was going on well they they had done a lot of suggesting of that um and the only reason why we hadn't was because the number um, and mine, it wasn't my phone number. It was the phone number. It's in my account, but it was the phone number for the my significant other who passed away. And um, we were started to reuse the number for the um, the media outlet that we're working with. You know, the online radio that we're doing for calls and stuff. But um, I think we're going to end up doing that now, uh, regardless of what the cost is. With our carrier. If you've had your numbers changed previously, it's about $15, but sometimes at the carrier we have, they've been known to waive a lot of fees. So um, I, that's just probably what I'm going to do. I was At first, I was just thinking of what a task it might be changing it with, like the state house, uh, the constituents, you know, with my party and, you sounds, know. Sounds and like it'd be everyone worth it. For that sounds but, like it'd be worth it. <laughs> it'd be worth it because yeah. you know maybe at that point the people you want to have the number and you know it just would be a fresh start for for you know so i'm thinking i'm going to even get my number changed right. as well so that is a great suggestion by the way thank you all right well uh stacy anything uh we we gotta uh, wrap up shortly anything you wanted yes. to add well, I just want to thank you for, you know, allowing me to give you a call to explain um, my side of this. Uh, and um, I'm just trying to get out in front of it and not, you know, I know it's drawing attention, but you know, it's already going to draw some attention. So I just figured, you know, we'd get out in front of it and try to give the, you know, facts on our end. And I, I appreciate you allowing me to do that absolutely absolutely all right stacy sounds good uh good luck with everything yes thank you and you have a great rest of your day all right you got it take care bye-bye bye-bye all right stacy lawton uh new hampshire state representative from the city of nashua wow today's show has gone by so fast we uh I did uh, want to mention a quick programming note coming up immediately following this show today right here at WMNH 95.3, a live edition of Off the Mark Sports with Kyle Heavey. Kyle is coming in. I I assume he'll be on 6 to 8 tonight live right after this program. And uh, we have another call. This will probably be our last call of the show today. Oh, nobody there. All right. Um... Wow. Yeah, today has uh, gone by so quickly. Um, Just uh, uh, comments uh, in the uh, chat room, by the way, regarding the uh, spoofing. Uh, Braden Russell says, Twitch streamers famously get doxxed and then raided where a false call is made to authorities. I have heard of that. All right, let's grab this uh, call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? 
Hello? Uh, hi, uh, this is uh, Brandon calling back from Portland, Maine. <laughs> hi, Brandon. How are you? <laughs> well, you said right before the end of our call, uh, you said I reminded you of someone. I wanted to know who that was. I don't know. There's something about you that just, uh, we may have crossed paths at some point. Are you a musician? A musician? Yeah. No, no. I've met a lot of people in the music industry named Brandon. I don't know. I, you just remind me of somebody. Maybe somebody famous. I don't know. Uh, I just wanted to ask you about um, uh, Manchester. How is the uh, transportation in Manchester? Oh, I don't know. I drive. Um, the transportation, you mean like the city buses? Well, I don't know. Easy. Yeah. E well, Easy G. Eric Gagnon had a terrible... Uh, a uh, terrible uh, experience recently on a city bus here in Manchester, but uh, you know, that's him. And, and and so you don't frequent the the bus. I don't ride the bus. No. Do you ride the bus? Oh, and, oh, so so I'm assuming your your show location is not in the city and not in the center of town. Oh no, we are. We're right on Elm Street in downtown Manchester. No. Oh. Yeah. Well, I have a similar. Well, my uh, the transportation in my uh, in my city is inadequate. Uh, I would say. Oh well, I'm sorry to hear that. It's a great city, though. You said you're in Portland, right? Oh yeah, really yeah. nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Great to uh, see the uh, Kenny Bunkport. Great music scene there. That's why I thought maybe you're a musician. Great music scene in Portland. That's that's true. That is a, that's now I see why you asked the question. Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. All right, Brandon. Well, we actually do have to start to wrap up because there's another live show uh, following us, but I do appreciate the call. Oh, I see. So it's one of those sort of TV things where you're, you're they're going to go a little early. No, no, but I have to, because there's another live show after me, I got to start to wrap up so I can set up some music for the changeover. They don't come on early. They come on on time. But, you know, you know how it is. I can't go. All right. Well, uh, right definitely call back soon. Uh, <laughs> well, good. Well, so, it's all, and, uh, always we, nice to hear it, from you. My final statement will be uh, hot wood show ass. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you what. Now, now, something about that, by the way, something about his closing statement, and he clearly is a big fan of John Hopwood. Something about that is so familiar to me. So familiar to me. There's something so familiar about Brandon. But uh, whoever he is, whoever he is, I do very much enjoy talking to him. I almost feel like, I don't know, there is something familiar about him. Like he's someone I used to talk to and that I didn't hear from for a while. And he's come back into my life, but with a new identity. It's like when you're uh, like, you know, I was a big fan we do need to wrap up, but just quickly, I was a huge fan of General Hospital growing up, right? But sometimes, if, if, you're, if you've ever watched uh, soap operas, you know one of the tropes of soap operas is there will be a character, and maybe the character dies. Maybe the actor leaves the show, so they kill off the character. But then the character comes back as a different actor uh, later on in the series, but because it's a new actor, the other characters don't know that this new character is actually an old character who, who has returned until there is a big reveal. 
And then the uh, new character turns out to be the old character, you know, like, oh, it, it's actually me. I'm the old character, but I had to have plastic surgery because I was in that terrible explosion uh, on that boat. And you all thought I was dead, but I'm actually, I've been alive this whole time, or I just got out of a Turkish prison or whatever. And uh, here I am with my new face. <laughs> it's actually been me this whole time. And then the other characters on the soap opera are like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's you. And then there's usually a storyline about, is it really him? I don't know if it's really him. He claims to be him. So I don't know. I don't know. But there is something familiar about Brandon. And his fixation with John Hopwood is also very familiar. <laughs> but Brandon, I do very much enjoy your calls, whoever you are. Whoever you are, I enjoy very much your calls, and I enjoyed our conversation. Actually, well, I enjoyed both uh, conversations. Tom Blanchard says in the Facebook live chat, sounds like Randy Savage. Could be. Could be. Braden Russell says, Hopwood show posterior region. Now, that's a variation of what Brandon said. All right, we do have to wrap up. Off the Mark Sports, coming up next at 6 p.m. right here at WMNH 95.3 FM. Please don't forget, visit our wonderful sponsor, The Hop Knot. Uh, in the Brady, Sul Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street, right across the street. I wish I had the John Hopwood soundboard pulled up. Oh, quick thing. Very, very quick thing. And it's good that I'm doing this at the end of the show. Because this way, those of you who are sick of hearing about it, you know you won't have to hear about it much because I'm doing it at the end. Crazy Joe, brief update. Crazy Joe, now banned from TikTok. He has been booted from TikTok. So, I think... That now that he has no social media bridges left to burn, the Crazy Joe saga has now finally ended. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. That's it. No more Crazy Joe. Probably ever again. Goodbye, Crazy Joe. All right. And on that note, I'm going to leave you with, uh... ah, let's play this. Got me under pressure. ZZ Top. Dusty Hill. Rest in peace. And I'll talk to y'all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Stick around. Kyle Heavey's up next. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.